Welcome to Bubbles and Biz, where we raise a glass to small business owners and entrepreneurs. Hi, I'm Nicole Bernard, and I'll be your host. I've been a small business owner for over 12 years, and I know how hard it is to market your business effectively. With all the tools out there, it can be confusing, and with all the tasks of running a business, it can be hard to find the time. In this podcast, I'll cover best marketing practices, essential tips and tricks to grow your business, and chat with other business owners to glean valuable information that they are using to crush their goals. So grab a glass and let's chat. Hey guys, and welcome back to Bubbles and Biz, where we raise a glass to small business owners and entrepreneurs. Um, This week, I have an illustrator and artist from Louisville, Kentucky, Maisie Clark. So thanks so much for joining me. Thanks, Nicole. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, I love your name too. I meant to tell you that before we started recording. It's so cute. Thank you so much. Thank you. It's a, it's a good name. It's treated me well. Yeah. It reminds me, my daughter's name is Mame, which isn't totally like correct, but a lot of people call her May. And so it just kind of made me think of that. And I just love both of those. That's a cool name too. Thanks. Yeah. Um, it was, it's one of our friends. It's actually his wife now. We didn't really think that they would get married, but it's her name's Mary, but her family always called her Mame. And we were like, oh my God, I love that name. And oh, Dave's just so dating her. He'll never marry her, but you know, now we're all good friends. <laughs> but um yeah so I'm so excited um I was looking at your website and I just can't wait to learn more like I saw about Reese Witherspoon and like the birthday cards and the masks so yeah let's just dive in like how long have you been doing this and how did you get into it and you know all of that fun stuff yeah so I started Maisie Clark LLC in 2016 um I started it as kind of as a lot of small businesses, I think, start as a side job and a job that I would work nights and weekends and, you know, while I had a full-time job. Um, And it really, the business really started from um, my time in graduate school. I was in design school in Washington, D.C., and I would create house portraits for friends and family for wedding presents, for Christmas presents and things like that, just because I was a poor graduate student. (laughs) And this was something that people seemed to like. And, and, you know, I would gift these little watercolor portraits and then people would come back to me and say, these are so cute. How much would you charge? And at the beginning, I mean, you kind of just, you don't know, and you just sort of, you know, throw out a number and, and, you know, it, it really showed me that there was a market for it. And, you know, I I remember in 2016 when I got my first commission from someone I didn't know, and that was like the coolest thing. Um, And so house portraits really are the basis of my business. And actually from there, I really started to kind of think about how I was able to scale and how, how was I able to put my watercolor illustrations on different things? And I started with tea towels. I would get little, um, like a small print run of tea towels done and started selling those on consignment, you know, in, in shops around town and things like that. And then people, I had one client here in Kentucky who approached me and said, well, can you do something like this, but do it custom. So that's sort of how the, the wholesale business was born with sort of this custom wholesale, um, 
you know, angle where I go in, I consult with a boutique or a museum shop or a brand and we collaborate and I create custom artwork for them. And that might be artwork for their marketing. It might be artwork for products. Um, and so, yeah, so I, I'm actually do still doing all three of those things I'm doing. Uh, I still do a lot of house portraits um, and I have wholesale clients and then I also have custom wholesale clients. So it's a really, um, it's really fun and it keeps my, keeps my day to day very interesting. <laughs> that is so awesome. It's it, there. I don't know. Y'all, y'all have to go visit her website because they're so pretty and just so neat and, and well done. Like I love them. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. And so how did the whole like birthday card for Reese Witherspoon, how did that all come about? That's so oh cool. Oh my gosh. That it that was such a fun project. I was actually at a conference and it's a wonderful conference and it's hosted um, by these two women and it's called the Southern Sea. Um, and it's a um, conference that's held annually in Sea Island, Georgia. And my first year um, attending, I also exhibited at the um, swag market. So I was able to show um, show my wares and kind of be able to meet and greet with a lot of the attendees. And I was able to meet the social media director at Draper James, which is Reese Witherspoon's lifestyle brand. Mm -hmm. And I remember, you know, it was sort of one of those things where you look back and, and you just sort of, it's a little cringeworthy in terms (laughs) of like how you react. You know, they say, you know, this, this sweet girl comes up to me and, and she goes, Oh, well, do you do custom illustrations? Would you do something for our brand? And I look down and I see her name tag and I'm just like, oh yes, uh, yeah, I, I can do anything. What, what do you need? You know, and it's sort of this, this like, you know, looking back, you know, it should have maybe played it a little bit cooler, but um, <laughs> we kind of went back and forth about um, ideas for the Draper James blog and things like that. And then they came back and they said, actually, would you be interested in doing an illustration to celebrate? Reese Witherspoon's birthday. And I was, you know, of course, (laughs) maybe tried to play it a little bit cooler. And I was like, oh yeah, I think I could probably squeeze that in. (laughs) Um, So yeah, so that was really fun. And they are just, um, it's just, it was a really fun project. And that's what I love so much about working with brands and working Mm -hmm. with clients who have such a unique point of view and that I can kind of go in there and put my own spin on things. And it just really kind of, you know, illustrations, of course, I'm partial, but I feel like are such a great way to accompany um, photographs and, and already sort of brand assets that are um, already intact. But um, yeah, that was a really, really fun project. And um, yeah, it was a really great, fun project and a great opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. I love, I love her. I love Draper James and like, I haven't read her book yet either, but um, I want to read that as well. I know. I do too. My sister-in-law actually gifted me that. Um, so I have that. I just haven't, haven't read it. <laughs> awesome. Um, so with all that, I mean, that's, a, that's, a, you know, you have, we all have tons of like things to, to handle and keep going and moving. Like, do you have any, like, what are your tips for work-life balance? Like, what do you do? Oh my gosh. Well, <laughs> I don't, I don't know if I always do it well. Um, something that I, 
really try to do is I try to stick by my calendar. I sort of live and breathe by my calendar. If it doesn't appear on the calendar, it's probably not going to get done. Right. Um, and I love using, um, I use Calendly, which is a way to um, schedule appointments and things like that. And that's just such a great way for people to, to get some time on my calendar, even if it's for a 15 minute phone call. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I try to, I try keyword is try, (laughs) um, to, to stick by my calendar. And also to, I try very hard when I leave my studio, which also happens to be the basement of my house, which is a whole nother, you know, kind of struggle in terms of work life. Yes. <laughs> is, um, pause my email and turn off notifications on my phone because I think that, you know, being attached and looking at your phone every time an alert goes off, I think it just, it, it is a way that kind of, you know, work kind of sucks you back in. And, and I try to be mm-hmm. accessible and, and, you know, respond to emails in a timely manner, but, you know, I don't do anything that I'm not saving lives over here. I can, I can stand to turn my email off from 6 PM to 7 AM every day. So, um, I don't always do it, but I try very hard to do it. Yeah. Like you said, I mean, I I love the try and uh, yeah, like we want to be like available for our people, but also do like, we've got to have some boundaries or we'll just get burnt out, you know? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I love it. Um, so you said, you mentioned Calendly that, and so like for scheduling and stuff like that, do you have any other apps or like automation or anything that you use in your business? Yes. I am a one, one woman show over here. And I, over the past year, I have sort of prided myself on teaching myself how to use all the automations that I can get my hands on. Um, and Zapier is one of my most favorite, um, I feel like it's, it's short-sighted calling it an app. It's like a whole movement, I think. And Or a black and, hole. There's so many. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's such a black hole. But also too, I have to say that I have never used a program like that. And, and then I've never done that and read every single email that that company sends out like I do Zapier. Every single newsletter I receive from them is like chock full of things that, you know, oh, I didn't know I could do this and I can connect this. And so I love going into Zapier. And so for those who don't know, it's, um, it's basically an app that connects all other apps. So, I mean, it's sort of like, yeah, I mean, it's sort of, and it is, it's such a black hole because I feel like once, I feel like once you kind of get that automation bug, you just are addicted and you want to figure out everything you can automate. Right. And I mean, it, and it's great. I mean, I think that, um, you know, I, I, I use it a lot and I don't even think that I've scratched the surface in terms of automations. Um, but yeah, and I try to, you know, a lot of times, you know, I would say probably 60% of my emails are emails that I've written before. Mm -hmm. Um, sorry, that was my, my dog snoring underneath. Um, (laughs) That's so cute. (laughs) (laughs) Um, 
So I try really hard to create um, template emails that I can just use. And so I'm not rewriting emails over and over. Um, And something that, and this is like, this is like a pro tip that I love so much is so Gmail has like those great templates that you can save and then populate. Um, Instagram has started doing the same thing. So in your Instagram messages, because I, I get a lot of inquiries about house portraits on, mm-hmm. on Instagram. And I found in Instagram, and I'm not sure if it's a business um, account feature or something like that, but um, it has template emails that you can auto-populate. So if you have emails or messages that you're sending over and over, um, that's a great way to save time too. Yeah, that's amazing. That's so, that's so helpful. I've never used those before. That it's a game changer. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's I was actually talking to somebody the other day about this exact same subject and just like being able to save, you know, it's like for a little while, like, you know, you respond to these emails and it's like, oh, it only takes a minute. But then over time, like being able just to like have those templates or cut and paste, it just saves so much time. Yeah. It really, I mean, it, it seems, you know, a little bit like you're like, does this really add up? And it, it adds up because you can go into your email and reply in five minutes to so many emails rather than, you know, typing up everything you need to say over and over again. Right. Definitely. And when you're a one woman job, I mean, that's, you know, (laughs) that's awesome. Um, so kind of going into that, like my next question, like, so what do you do? So you're your own marketing department too. Like, so what's your favorite or most effective way that you market your business? I love sharing, and this is something that I need to do better. So this is kind of (laughs) sort of a reminder to myself is I love sharing all of the different steps of my process on Instagram. I feel like, you know, and I mean, it's nothing new, but like everyone is interested by a job they don't really know a lot about. Right. Um, I mean, I remember, I mean, just think about, is it Mike Rowe who does the dirty jobs? Mm I mean, that's a whole series of a show that like is documenting things that you wouldn't even think about as a job or, you know, kind of, but I think that when you give people that sort of peek behind the curtain and show them, you know, all of the different steps that go into making a product, making a painting, all of these different things, I think it is such a great marketing tool. And it's also a great way to enforce the value that's in your products because, you know, I'm, when I create a house portrait, for instance, it's not an off the shelf. I mean, this is something that I start from scratch every Mm -hmm. single time. And I think if people really understand that, you know, your portrait starts with me putting pencil to paper and then ink and then watercolor. And then sometimes I scan it in. I mean, there's a whole, you know, um, line of steps that I go through. And I think that people are really, you know, fascinated by that. And then also just sort of process videos. I like to put the, um, put my phone on and do like a time lapse and just do a painting because I find myself watching those videos of other illustrators or designers. And it's just kind of this, you know, this magic that kind of comes to 
comes to life in, you know, 10 seconds or something. So that's been a really great, um, really great marketing tool. And it also helps people, you know, people are visual and also too, if, if clients or brands or whoever, if they haven't worked with an illustrator, sometimes they don't know what the process is like. And I think that that it, there's also sort of an education, um, part to it as well, where it's sort of like, you know, we can kind of do whatever you want. You know, I'm, I'm the one that's generating all this artwork so we can, you know, we can take really any, any direction that you'd like. Yeah. I love that. And because, because it's showing the process and then it's also kind of like a peek into like that person's life, you know, it really kind of helps yeah. build that relationship. You know, it's like, Oh, like I kind of like, I'm a fly on the wall, you know? Yeah. And I, yeah, you get to know the people uh, via Instagram. I mean, mm-hmm. I have, like I said, I have a, a dog snoring at my feet and, <laughs> and when she was a puppy and, and now not so much, but she would pick up a stick every time we walked and there's, you know, there's a loyal following of people on my Instagram that I've never met who are like, well, does your dog still pick up sticks? And like, you just start <laughs> to like, you know, you feel like you get to know people and it's just, I don't know. It's, it's very nice, even though, you know, I probably won't meet a lot of these people in person. Right. Yeah. I know. It's funny. The internet has made like the world so much smaller in a, in a good way, you know, like yeah, I remember absolutely. growing Yeah. When I was younger and in high school, like the internet was kind of like, Ooh, what is this? You know? And it was like, I don't know, just so different yeah. now. My parents are like, don't ever talk to anybody on the internet, you know, exactly. and now I'm like checking in and with like- my friends on the internet every day. <laughs> and that's literally what we're doing right now. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's so funny. Like the way times change. I know. It's crazy. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. I, social media is amazing. And it really has like such a, it's such an opportunity to grow your business, you know? Yeah. It's really, it's, it's been interesting. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, so how do you, you know, get out of your comfort zone to keep growing your business? And like, do you have any tips for, for other business owners that are listening that, that need help with that? Yeah. So I have two things, two kind of different ideas that, um, are, they're kind they're not, they're not super sort of popular. They're not quick, but Mm -hmm. one is, you know, you have to show up every day and that doesn't necessarily mean some sort of produced Instagram post or, or, you know, whatever. Cause I know that a lot of people are starting businesses and I did it too. You know, if you're starting a business while working a full-time job or raising a family or, you know, there are a million other things going on. Um, but I think that once you get into the routine of showing up, doing something for your business, whether it's, you know, go and and write an email to three people, Mm -hmm. um, go and pick up the phone on your lunch break and call these people. I mean, I feel like people don't pick up the phone and call people anymore. I think that that is sort of something that like, I don't know, I, I, you know, but it's a great way to speak to someone and to get, you know, cause I feel like emails, emails are great, but you know, you're, you might be, uh, at the bottom of a, of an inbox, but you know, I think, showing up every day, kind of figuring out what you can do on a daily basis that's going to move you forward. And um, I read this years and years ago when I first started where it was, 
you know, you have to show up every day for two years Mm. in order for people to really understand what you're doing, understanding what kind of projects you want, all of these different things. And it's, you know, you read that and you think about it and you're like two years, but in reality, I mean, like the time's going to pass. And if you can find different ways to show up and to move forward, I mean, the soon you'll have people who are reaching out to you and, and who really have a good handle on, on what you do and what you want to do and how you can work together. Um, and, and the second part is kind of goes along with that is to not be scared to ask for the sale. Um, I think that there are a lot of times when people are like, well, I'll just, you know, I'll keep putting out work and, and, you know, the, the brand I want to work with, um, will just appear and they'll, they'll know. And, and, you know, the worst thing that is going to happen is either a no, or you'll never hear back. But like, Mm -hmm. I think that so many times people are scared to, to ask for things, ask for the sale, ask for the collaboration. And I think once you get into the routine of hearing no a couple of times, it kind of takes the sting out of it. And you're like, well, you know, I woke up today and the sun rose and, you know, even if that, but, you know, I think that, you know, a no maybe is a no, not right now. And they're going to come back to you in six months or a year or whatever. Um, but yeah, I just, I think like, you know, time is, time is a waste and go ask for, go ask for the sale. Yes. Oh, I love that. It's so true. Like nobody ever wants to hear no, but I mean, it really isn't the worst thing in the world, you know, like it, you can get over it. And and especially like you said, the more you hear it, or if you hear it a few times, like it just, just help. I mean, it's kind of, the, it's part of the process really. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it's, yeah, I mean, it, it, it doesn't, it doesn't feel good, but right. you know, it, no one's going to think less of you or no one, right. I mean, if anything, they're going to admire that you had the gumption to call them up. And, um, but yeah, so I, I think that, you know, it's a little scary, but I think in your own business and your own way, you need to figure out what, you know, what the goal is in mind for, you know, for reaching out to somebody. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And, and be clear what, you know, what your goal is too. Mm -hmm. Totally. I love what you said about the phone too, because I actually, the other day I was, thinking about my phone, I was like, I constantly have this thing on me. I'm using it, blah, blah, blah. And then I was like, I never speak on it anymore. Yeah. Like I don't yeah. ever, people don't call me. I don't call other people. Like It's so weird. I know it is <laughs> weird. And like, I mean, and, and I think for me, and like if, when I'm in the process of making phone calls and this is something that my, that my mom instilled in me like years and years ago is write down a script. Like they're not going to know you right. have a script in front of you. And, and also too, it, it's kind of all about that, um, idea of sort of that going back to, you know, templates in in your email mm-hmm. is, you know, you're just creating this kind of little database of, you know, what to say and, and how to, you know, and try different things out too. I think right. that 
um, you know, for me, I work with so many different clients and, and I do so many different things that sometimes I think that people have a hard time understanding of how they would work together with me. And mm-hmm. so I think that, you know, it gives you the opportunity to sort of try out different, um, different approaches. And another side bonus of that is when you scale and you bring on a salesperson or an admin or a freelance or a VA that you already have that database that they can go to and say, okay, I feel confident that I can represent this company because I have all this information. Um, and you know, if, if I had the hindsight five years ago to do that, I feel like I would have really, like really appreciated that. So if you're listening to this now and you're just starting, like document everything, you're going to thank me in a couple of years. Yes. Oh, I love that you said that. Yeah. I work with an awesome, um, business coach and she is all about like processes and systems. Um, and that, that she had like a law firm and she wrote down everything, same kind of thing. And like when she went to sell her firm, it was like, I think a hundred thousand dollar, like bargaining chip that she had all of these processes and systems that she could hand off. So these people just come in, you know, being able to kind of pick up where she was selling it to Like it's a game changer. It really is. I had a, um, I had a mentor that I met, you know, mentor slash became a friend. And, you know, I was talking to her about, you know, how we package things up. Cause I, I have some contract help that, um, helps me during, you know, very busy times and stuff. And, and she said, you know, you need to document everything because mm-hmm. there's going to be a time. And she was relating it to her own story. She's like, there's going to be, be a time when your Nordstrom's calls and mm-hmm. says, we want to carry it. And that was her, you know, that was her situation where, you know, Nordstrom called and said, we want to carry, you know, your, she made, she makes these wonderful bags and, and yeah, I mean, it's so great, but she's like, you have to be prepared for that because you don't want to lose that time where you're training someone on how to put together a box. I mean, that's a little bit of an exaggeration, but you know, you want to make sure that the system that you've created is carried on with other hands. So That's awesome. Um, yeah, I'm still waiting for my Nordstrom's to call. But. <laughs> I bet they will soon. I mean, your work is amazing. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, that's awesome. Um, yeah, so we're down to your favorites. Um, what's your favorite book? So my overall favorite um, business book is I would have to say real artists don't starve. Um, and it's Jeff goings. Um, and he is a writer out of, I think he's out of Nashville and the book is so great because I think, you know, I, my background is in design and I was an art major in college. And I think that there is this, I don't know if if it's a stigma or if it's sort of a reputation of this starving artist. And I have always, really hated that because as a designer, but also I'm a creative, but I also really like making money and I really like being successful in business. Mm -hmm. And, and the whole book is about, you know, 
you can do this and it not be feast or famine. And you can, you can be an artist and be a creative and it, it doesn't need to be the typical, you know, you're painting and, and then you're waiting tables to, to feed yourself. So it's just a really nice, um, motivating and, and just kind of a, a different look on, um, kind of being a creative and what, what the business of being a creative is. Um, and I reread it every year. Oops, sorry. Oh, it's fine. I love that. Cause yeah, you're so right. Like I, I feel like there is that kind of stereotype. My mom, she was like a portrait artist and she would always say when she was younger, she wanted to do that. But her parents were always like, no, you'll never make any money and you'll be like, you know, a starving artist. So she never pursued it. And I think she always regretted it. Yeah. I mean, I am so incredibly, I mean, you know, when I was in college, I had people saying, oh, I wish I was an art major too, but my parents wouldn't let me. And I yeah. just, you know, that, that always broke my heart because I know I'm, I'm incredibly lucky that I have the parents that I do because, you know, my parents are, I mean, I feel like they're more in this than I am <laughs> some days, you know, I mean, and I think that having that encouragement and support is, is great. And it doesn't always need to come from your parents. I just happen to be lucky that I, you know, I have that, but, um, but yeah, I think that, you know, looking back, I don't want to say, Oh, I could have done this. I could have done that. And, you know, I'm giving it my best shot. Yeah. Oh, I love that. That's, that's awesome. And you can tell you love it and, you know, and it comes through in your work and, you know, just, that's, that's just amazing. Like you said earlier, like oh, life is too short. You. Yeah, it really is. Totally. Um, what's your favorite drink? It could be anything. Um, I would say, I mean, this is like, but I, I have to live and breathe on coffee. It's, it's, I have a, it's so um, good. I love it. <laughs> it's so good. I have a, um, old school, you know, just like coffee pot. I don't have a Keurig or anything fancy like that. And when I, I'm an early riser and I put a large pot of coffee on and drink it throughout the morning, sometimes an afternoon cup, depending on the day. I know. Yeah. I've been trying to cut out my afternoon ones and I've been pretty good about it, but I don't know. I think I kind of feel one coming on today, actually. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just been one of those days. Like we've been stuck inside the house now with like all this smoke from the wildfires. And oh so my gosh. Yeah. it's just like, I'm tired for no reason, I guess, other than like not doing, like being able to get out or do any like normal yeah, life change of scenery. Yeah. So I don't, yeah. And it's kind of like the, it's starting to get cooler here in Oregon. Um, I don't know. It feels yeah. like fall. So like, I'm like, I now I can start, you know, afternoon coffees kind of sound good again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, what's your favorite thing to do to relax? Um, I would say I love walking my dog. We have such mm. great, um, parks here in Louisville and she is, she's just a great walking partner. I mean, she's just, you know, she's an easy dog. And, and so we like to, to go on long walks. It's better now when it's a little bit cooler, when it's hot, it's like really hot, but yeah, I just think that, you know, sometimes you just need to walk away from the office and the computer and the phone and, and, um, just kind of zone out, listen to some music or an audiobook, and, and just take a walk. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I do the same with my, my dog. There's like, just, I don't know. There's a certain kind of energy when it's just like my dog, she, I swear to God, she like smiles when she walks and yes. she just, yeah. And it's oh just like, gosh. it makes me feel good that she's happy yeah. and we're like outside. Yeah. I, yeah. 
I just I feel it. like, yeah, I just love looking. I mean, it's just funny because I feel like Hattie, my dog, it just sort of, it's like she has a job when mm-hmm. we walk. You know, she's like, I got, you know, I have to be up front and I have to look around and, you know, it's just, right. it's just, it's very sweet. So <laughs> That's awesome. Um, what's your favorite thing to watch? I wish I could say something like that. I watch something very <laughs> intellectual, but I am such a reality show connoisseur and I'm a little bit more obscure. <laughs> like I'm not a housewives kind of girl, mm-hmm. but I'm more of like the 90 day fiance and like married at first sight. Like I <laughs> get involved and I'm just like, I am a very loyal viewer. So <laughs> I would have my, and my best friend and I, we um, both watch 90 day fiance. So usually at night, I'm, you know, when I'm, when I am on my phone, we'll be sending like memes back and forth and, you know, I mean, it's just like a whole, it's a whole thing, but yeah, I, yeah. that sounds so fun though. <laughs> it is and it's like a I chance mean, to kind of like, you know, get out, like break out of uh, like the everyday kind of stuff, you know? Yeah. It's very much like it's, it's junk food TV for yeah. sure. That's funny. Yeah. I'll have to introduce you to my mother-in-law. Cause like she'll come and visit and then she'll start talking and we're like, who like, you know, does that sound like yeah. one of your friends? And she's like, Oh no, it's so-and-so's kid, you know, from like the, like the little couple. And we're like, what? Like, I know, but then you who start are you talking to, about, I mean, it's like social media. Cause you start to feel like, you know, these people, yes. you yes. just, I mean, it, and, and seriously, we talk about it as if we know them. Like, did you see, you know, what happened with her? And it's just, you know, it's really, it's a little bit sad, but it is kind of a fun bonding thing. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Um, and lastly, where's your favorite place to go? Oh my gosh, that's like such a loaded question in quarantine. <laughs> Anywhere? Right? I know. I should maybe I should take this off for the rest of quarantine because I think people are starting to like when I ask this question now, like start like I don't know, shaking. You know, like I have got to go somewhere. Yeah. Uh, Target. <laughs> I don't know. That's like the most exciting place that I've been lately. Um, I would say I love. So I'm originally from the East Coast. My my family is all in Virginia. So mm. I would have to say visiting home and um. And uh, getting to see them. Uh, so, yeah, that's my favorite place to go. Oh, Virginia's pretty. Yeah, it is. It is. It, it makes me feel, um, though, the traffic, they live right outside of Washington. So oh. it, it's like a whole other world. And I, I find myself, I'm like, oh, I'm really spoiled in Kentucky. <laughs> you know, I, I live in a big city for Kentucky, but nothing like that area. So. Right. Yeah. No, and I know what you mean. Yeah. I've, I used to have soccer tournaments in DC and it was huge even back then, like in the nineties, yeah. like I couldn't imagine now we live like, I think there's like 6,000 people in our town. And when I hit like a stoplight, I'm like, Oh my God. Like, yeah. I'm just like, yeah, so much thing, so spoiled. <laughs> <laughs> um, awesome. So where can everybody find you online on social media and all that so they can see your, your work and your videos and just connect with you there? Yeah. So Instagram is probably the most kind of up to date, sort of the most current stuff, just because I like to post process videos and, you know, snippets of my life. And that, that's my, um, just my name, Maisie Clark is my social, um, is all, is my social media handle. And then my website is MaisieClark.com. So, um, so yeah, so check me out there and, um, and pop in and say hello. Awesome. And, and I didn't, this is not on the questions and I didn't notice on this on the website. Do you do classes at all? Or like, do you teach or no? 
So I, um, I have done a couple um, of classes. There's a great company here in Louisville that does um, adult education, kind of like fun, like, you know, drink a glass of wine and do things like oh, that. Fun. Um, and I've done um, a couple of Zoom, um, Zoom classes and things like that. But mm-hmm. I, it's always sort of interest me in terms of like, you know, either a revenue stream or just something to do. Cause I love it. Um, but yeah, I, I don't currently have anything, but it's, it's something on my mind for sure. Awesome. Cause I, yeah, I think, I don't know. I just feel like that would be super fun to take from you. Like that would just be. Oh, cool. Well, I'll, I'll keep that in mind. Yeah, totally. And I, yeah, I am not creative. So I, I mean, I draw like stick people. Like, that's yeah, but it. you got to start somewhere. <laughs> I mean, everyone yeah. is creative. So <laughs> Awesome. Well, thanks so much. And yeah, I mean, we, nobody else knows this, but we went back and forth on this so many times and I had to reschedule and all of that. So I just, I'm so happy we were able to finally connect. I know me too, Nicole. This is so great. Thanks. Yeah. And just, yeah, thank you so much for your time today. And, um, it was just so much fun. Yeah. Likewise. Awesome. Well, thanks. And, um, thanks for listening everyone.